Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another uplifting episode of the Effective Living Series 2024, right here on 97.3 City FM and City TV. My name is Apioko. This is week four of the series, and we're speaking about business and organizational resilience. Over the last few weeks, we've spoken about personal resilience. We've touched on the resilience of the family, the basic unit of society. We've touched on your resilience when it comes to building a career and making sure that your career stands the test of time and this week we're speaking about organizational resilience business and organizational resilience now my guest today he is no stranger this is not his first time on this series this year and indeed he's been on it many years prior to 2024 dr Delali he's the head of department for psychiatry at the university of ghana medical school He's also the president of the Psychiatric Association of Ghana. And look, he wears many hats. Let me just pick him up small, okay? He's a training coordinator for the Ghana College of Physicians and Surgeons, Faculty of Psychiatry. And he also runs a private practice, as if that's not enough. He also runs a private practice called the Psalmist Medical Center. And indeed, he's a researcher. He's done a lot of research into psychiatry. And I think that if we paid a little attention, our mental health space in Ghana would benefit from his work. Good morning, Doc. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing it's good to great. have you. Uh, your your Odadia friends call you Silla. Let me add that. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you. It's yeah, good to have you. you so today, like I said this week, we've been talking about business and organizational resilience. Mm -hmm. However, today in particular, we want to talk about real life experiences and the things that affect us when it comes to overcoming work-related trauma and trauma. setbacks. So overcoming work-related trauma and setbacks. And I also just like to thank our sponsors. We have the Hallmark Freight and Logistics Company Ghana. All right, they're with us. They've been with us from the beginning of the series this year. We're very grateful for that. Also, Enterprise Insurance, and they are 100 years old this year. Can you imagine? Business is 100 years old in Ghana. It's, it's such an amazing thing to know. <laughs> so Enterprise Insurance at 100, celebrating our legacy, securing your, yes you, your future. So Doc, mm. let's come right to this. Overcoming work-related trauma and setbacks. You come across a lot of people who, you know, they are not happy at work, either because they at some point could, couldn't deliver on their task and embarrassment came with that or they find themselves in situations where they are not happy with their colleagues the environment to them is hostile and so they are living and dealing with this trauma it affects their output they are not able to overcome it then you have the other group of people who you know my boss i can't deal with my boss but perhaps in that moment finding another job or moving from the company is not an option. Maybe you don't have the skill set, you don't know where to go, the jobs are just not available. As we know, we have unemployment issues here. So how sure. can I leave this sure. one when sure. I don't have an option? So you are there in the name of taking care of yourself and your family. And then you have the business owners and managers themselves. Doc, I mean, you're a leader. The trauma <laughs> you experience all the time. How do you pay salaries? How do you ensure that maintenance of your the equipment, the inputs that help you do the work? are intact you know and it's done how do you now combine change for example we, we talking about resilience we've dealt with covid we've come back bouncing back as a business as a leader how do you lead the change management so so many different angles to this sure where do we sure. begin 
sure. to try at least to overcome these things. Hmm. I'd like to say good morning to good you morning. again mm -hmm. and all your wonderful listeners um, and viewers. I think it's a very important area. Um, about 60% of every population are in the workforce. Hmm. And um, every individual in this space is going to use like 90,000 hours of their life working in that space. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> and to put it aptly, the Bible says, if you don't work, do not eat. eat. So <laughs> it's a space that we have to be because you have to eat to continue living. Mm. So you will have to make sure the working space for you is not that toxic so that you can continue to reap the benefits of work and make it more enjoyable. Like you rightly said, there are quite a number of people who are really grappling with issues in the workspace. On one hand, or in one breath, you need the money, mm. but at the same time, you need your freedom. So having to juggle these two together, it's always a challenge for a lot of people. I mean, if it was an alternative of just sitting at home. <laughs> 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 you step outside <laughs> and you pluck it from, you pluck from, it from the, the tree oh, or something. It would oh. be wonderful. Yeah, it would be fantastic. <laughs> I'm sure people would enjoy, you know, being at home. But we must remember that getting into a workplace is a, uh, is a place that is unknown to you. Mm. When you get to that space, you need to deploy your, your intellect, you need to deploy your coping skills in order to be able to manage, number one, people, manage the demands of the work, manage the outputs, manage productivity, and a quite of parameters which are very important for your mental well-being as well as productivity. Um, Actually, the discussion about workspace mental health comes within the remits of what we call the employer assistance program. Okay. Um, it actually started somewhere in 1940, you know, and the rationale at that time was to be able to handle people who had like alcohol use problems because mm. they realized that people were coming to work, you know, intoxicated, mm. they were coming to work with low yield, um, others came to work, but functionality was at its lowest ebb. So it evolved from that to looking at other domains of people who come to work, you know, stress at work, stress at home, okay. stress in other social setting, which impact directly or indirectly on their productivity at work. And um, I think that in from the early 2008, Ghana has become a bit more aware about it. There are some Thankfully. companies who have actually taken it up, you know, privately to employ people who come in to counsel, to do assessments, you know, do a number of things to be able to measure the kind of stress people are going through and offer appropriate therapies. So um, it's something that I think is burning on the minds of most people who are who are business owners, who are managers, who are leaders, and then also for, for the employees themselves, because most people are, at the mental health literacy to a very large extent has gone, you know, very well, especially in the you. workspace. That's good to That's know. Good to so they, are, they know that when they get to work, there are some mental health issues that they need to be able to tackle and deal with, you know, work with so that their productivity goes up. So people do that in the quiet, but it's important that uh, the company, as part of the employee assisted program, the, the company has a policy 
or if not a, a, a policy, some form of mechanism that addresses people's mental health whilst they are within the space. Um, and I think that if we do that, it will go a very long way to help productivity and all that. There are some studies which have been done, not in Ghana, but outside, where they've noticed that's where employee-assisted programs are deployed, the productivity goes as high as 50%. Mm. You know, in, in a company wow. that is employing as much as 1,005 people, productivity, you know, goes up in those spaces. So it's something that I believe that most leaders should be very much interested in. Um, if, um, I was going to say patient, if a worker <laughs> comes to work. <laughs> of course, <laughs> you are used to working with <laughs> your patients, so it makes sense. And they are not <laughs> delivering at their optimum. You need to be aware that there possibly there are mental health challenges that they are grappling with that is making them not productive. It's not that they are just being lazy. Okay, so you don't just jump to conclusions. Oh, as for you, you are lazy. As for you, <laughs> you won't learn. As for you, you just want to stay at the same place. But exactly. they may be dealing with something exactly. mentally, mentally, which is affecting, which is affecting your, output. your, your output. Mm. So it's, it's an area that um, I think that we need to be going in from time to time. Um, I've, I've had a couple of um, clients who really have issues at work and um, there are some of the issues that can be personal, others can come from this organizational setting itself. Mm -hmm. But this was somebody who was um, having advances from the boss and mm -hmm. it took really a big toll on the person and um, after a while, you know, the relationship with the, the boss got sour, you know, it, it was difficult for her to, when she wakes up in the morning, it was a lot of a challenge to even think about going to that workspace because you're going to be working under the same person, mm. taking commands, you know, and we just had to work through the whole issue with mm. her because, as you mentioned, she didn't have too many alternatives at that time. Right. So she really had to go back to the space. So what we needed to do was to just position them, position her so that she can actually go back into the workspace. Um, I know the labor law allows people to report, but um, where employment is very high, <laughs> um, it may cost you uh, to turn on arm if you really want to. It's not that easy. Yes, it's not that easy. Not that so easy. you need to prepare the person to go into that toxic environment. And one of the things we do, we call cognitive restructuring. So. You need to cognitive restructuring. restructuring. So okay. you, you position the person so that they think about the whole space, not just as a place where they are going to face toxicity, but then they are a place where they might. There are some positives around okay. the workspace that you need to amplify for the person so that when they go to work, they are able to see all that. For example, they can divert their attention from the boss to other colleagues mm. who are doing well, who are relating well to you you know, and then become the person who is rather helping. So even though you have your own issues to grapple with, you can actually become a source of motivation to others. To others. So there are quite a number of things that we do because um, the pain, sometimes the pain we feel is because of the way we process the information mm. at the workspace. So we call those ones distortions. So there are quite a number of them. We, we have catastrophizing where you know, you think about the worst. So you go to a workspace, all you think about is that the next time he's going to make the advances. <laughs> when I go to the next, if I change, I go to the next place. The same, same the, thing, same thing is going to happen. 
you know so what do i do do i give up so you are actually viewing the whole thing your perspective about it is is wrong to start with okay, because the worst case the scenario. worst case scenario so you are catastrophizing there are others who overgeneralize okay. they feel like oh because this is not hap because this is happening in the workspace even if i go to church and somebody is greeting me the same scenario is going to happen mm. if i if I have friends that I play with and there's a male around, sorry I'm limiting it to this experience, but <laughs> no, but <laughs> these it's a very good life. example because yes. we are talking about real life experiences. Exactly, and exactly. unfortunately, especially in our cultural space, we've not done well at managing situations like this. And women tend to be, you yes. know, even though men also suffer sexual harassment <laughs> and all that, we know, but women have tended to be uh, you know the bulk of the brunt exactly you know, so it's 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 a great example yes a great example. so they might overgeneralize. so you know that 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 alone is very stressful to the individual and their whole psychological process you know so i'm going to the next place this is going to happen so before you even see your friends you already worked up to think about you know the negatives that are going to happen so we need to let that person say that we need to relax and all these thoughts come with a lot of anxiety mm. you know another anxiety, problem yes another <laughs> problem and all you know the anxiety has a barrage of symptoms you know the palpitations the tension the poor concentration and all that so you you find yourself in a maze that is difficult to escape mm. so we need to be able to profile how you are processing these things and look at the negatives in them and try and rule them out and then give you a way of thinking about stuff and it takes a very long while to be able to get out of these things wow not to interrupt you but i want us to take a break very quickly i mentioned at the beginning of this episode that we have two sponsors of course enterprise insurance and hallmark freight and logistics ghana limited let's go for a break here from them and we'll be right back Whether it's 1924, 2024, or 2124, we've always known that you are driven by your sense of safety and well-being. It is what drives us too, to see you through from start to finish, from small to big. And in the last 100 years, as you have evolved, so have we also expanded to serve you in many ways from cradle to grave. With expertise in insurance, life, pensions, properties, health, and for those beautiful, memorable goodbyes. It's 2024, and in all our markets, our pedigree is recognized, our strength respected, our expertise valued, and our solutions sought by all who desire an advantage in life. Experience the time-tested, and truly trusted 100 years legacy of Ghana's oldest insurer. Take charge of your future now. Insurance, life, pensions, property management, funeral services, health insurance. Enterprise, your advantage.
Welcome back. You're still listening to the Effective Living series on 97.3 City FM and watching on City TV. My name is Apioko. My guest today is Dr. Delali Fiagbe, the head of department for psychiatry at the University of Ghana Medical School. He's also the president of the Psychiatric Association of Ghana. He's a training coordinator for the Ghana College of Physicians and Surgeons, the Faculty of Psychiatry, and he runs a private practice, the Psalmist Medical Center. We've been speaking about real life experiences, overcoming work-related trauma and setbacks. Why is this important? Because this week, week four of the Effective Living series, we're talking about business and organizational resilience. And if your mental health is not resilient, we've learned this throughout the week, Dr. Fiagbo was here earlier, if our mental health is not resilient, if we are not resilient as individuals, there's no way the company or the organization will remain resilient and grow from strength to strength. Before someone comes to your consulting room, Doc, or to see any other psychiatrist or medical professional, what can you do personally in your own space to say, okay, this is something that I experienced? Could be sexual harassment, could be uh, maybe your other people are being favored over you, or maybe that's how you feel. Even though in the workplace, you feel like you're giving your best. Every time they say you're doing well, but yeah, the same speed. Why? What's happening? What's wrong with me? You know, so you look at all these things, you feel like you're going through a traumatic experience. And then, like we said, on the side of the manager or the leader, business didn't go well this month. How am I going to pay salaries? Of course, the employee doesn't care. They, they have come to earn, to work and eat, like, like they've been told, like they know they are supposed to. As to whether you made money this month or not, they don't care. How, how are you going to deal with it? Okay, so that, that's a very interesting question and thanks for, for that because, I mean, if everybody who is traumatized would have to come to an office. <laughs> exactly. We'll be overwhelmed. And there aren't <laughs> even enough of you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll be overwhelmed. And I must say that we work hand in hand with psychologists. Okay. So the Department of Psychiatry, I mean, the world over has psychologists who do a lot of the talking therapy because right. we, need, we need to talk for to be able to get people reconstruct their thought processes. Yeah. You need to engage them in that space. So, and then there are some social workers who are also, you know, um, have the know-how to be able to deal with some of these, okay. these issues. And then some nurses also have, and generally it's something that we teach in the school. Yeah. So almost every doctor is um, armed to be able to deal with workspace you know issues so if you don't have access to a psychiatrist a psychologist you know a doctor um there are quite a number of people around who can assist okay um so each time you have a trauma the brain processes it in a way that to either result in stress or <laughs> you get the other the other side which might be some excitement yeah. but let's suppose that you process it and you end up getting stressful there are a few things that you can deploy as an individual week which we call the coping skills or coping strategies okay. um i mentioned the last time that there's there's always behavioral activation so prefer the things that you like look at your hobbies things that you like to do and start doing them again if you stop doing them because of the trauma that you've been through you need to really push yourself to start doing it you can also talk to people okay talking is a uh, Especially when you know you are talking to somebody you can confide in. <laughs> and 
Know somebody you talk to the next time you're like, then you become the you become the concern on the streets. <laughs> you start getting like so now you become the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you need to choose whoever you want to talk to. You should have uh, accountability partners that okay. you can talk to. Accountability partners. Yes, when you have challenges. Um and then you can also um meditate. Meditation is one of the things that has been research has found to help. Because um, meditation allows you to profile your thought processes clearly, you know. So if you have a problem, um, let's say somebody is stolen something from you at the workspace or there's too much pressure, you know, take some five to ten minutes off just to look at the whole scenario, okay. Your brain will allow you to be able to look at areas where your weaknesses were and then areas where your strengths were and then you know, just that we do SWOT analysis. Right. You should be able to pick up what you need to emphasize on to get out of that situation and what to avoid the next time you are in such a, a situation. So that meditation process is very good. Now, you can expand the meditation process to include what we call imagery. So you can start thinking about really pleasurable times that you've had in life, oh. you know, um, and reaffirm that you're the one that went through that stage. Okay, okay when you, you had a good mark, you know, in school, mm. when you won that prize, when you visited that nice place mm. that was so electric. So basically try to picture your happy self exactly, before this Exactly, moment. exactly. Mm. So the memories that you go through when you are doing that, you know, releases some what we call endorphins and encephalis in the mm. brain, which can actually relax you as you go through that, you know, the, the scenery of where you were, the interaction that you're having with people. People don't do this and they think that it's you know, just a normal part of life. But if you're somebody that is stressed, <laughs> something that Africans should do. Yes. <laughs> if you are stressed, then you know that that exercise is very relevant. But if you are not, then maybe it's not really necessary. But as part of natural relaxation processes that we go through, we should always take time to reflect on life. I do that at least once or twice a year where the earliest record of my life, I try to play back okay. everything which I've done before. So these are basic things that you can do. There are some relaxation stuff that you can also, you know, be doing. And um, excuse duty sometimes, um, I, don't, I don't know whether that's the right time, but you can approach your boss and ask them for some time off. Okay. okay. As part of your relaxation processes, you should be able to. And if you have a difficult boss, you can talk to a doctor because stress and trauma, burnout and the rest, they are, they are diagnosis. Yeah. I mean, it can actually lead you to depression and all that. Right. So if you feel that you are burned out at work, you can approach your boss and ask for some days off. If he okay. does not, every doctor knows that burnout is something that has to be treated. But of course, if somebody is capitalizing on that, the doctor knows what to, what do. to do. Yes. yes. So you can approach a doctor and ask for some time off. You should be able to write a burnout as a okay. diagnosis. And that will attract, you know, some legitimate time that you can take off to be, to be able to relax. So you can actually, when doing the relaxation process, actually relax. You should actually relax. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> so Doc, we're running out of time, but I want us to touch, you know, also business and organizational resilience as a theme for this week. So if we are overcoming workplace trauma and setbacks, how then as a company, should we ensure, so I mean, we're here, City FM, City TV, mm. as an example. There are so many business entities out there. As a business entity, you did mention earlier that these days, more and more companies, 
may even have an in-house therapist or psychologist mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. take their staff through different exercises or to diagnose them if you have to sure. right if you don't have that structure what can we do as business entities that have people who are the ones who make sure that whatever you are putting out there is what comes to fruition how do we ensure that we are creating an environment that's friendly enough that even when the trauma may come because the work itself may bring stress sure. right sure. it may not be a traumatic experience quote-unquote mm. in the the extreme that we've described so far but just your work alone exposes you to stress you're a journalist you go you see somebody has been knocked down on the road mm. the blood the mm. vision mm. it's with you yeah. you know you're a doctor mm. somebody dies in your hands and you've you've been taking care of this person for three four weeks and all of a sudden they're gone how do you put things structures in place to make sure that even your work trauma on a day-to-day -day basis doesn't set you back so much that it affects you and then the business. Okay, wonderful. Um, you, you preface the question by saying that if you don't have the structures, I think you need to have the structures. Okay. You, you, okay. you as a boss, so it's, a must. it's incumbent on you to have that structure in place wherever you are. For the mental health, the employer assisted program, you can read about it, you can know about it. The employer and assisted program. Yes, assistance program. Assistance so program. They are, there's a a domain that handles what the employer should do and then a domain that handles what the employer is and employee is entitled to okay so you, you need to at least read about it and know about it um, as a as an employer i think that's where we need to start from if you don't uh, you think that people are just lazing around and you you are the hard guy who can always push people to do stuff i think it's an arena's way of dealing mm. with the whole situation yeah, so once you have that set up um, then, of course, you know the kind of people you have within the company, those who are well-tempered, you know, those who are quick-tempered, you know, you need to be able to profile okay. the various personalities that you have within the company and then know their strengths, okay? So if you have someone who is well-mannered, you know, has everything in place, you can designate that person as the one who becomes the, um, the counselor, okay. you know, can send them for a course, let them know about what counseling is. And if there's an issue, they consult that individual. I mean, and of course, that individual need to have the, the, the principles of ethics in place. Definitely. So people are going to rely on you. They are going to tell you like their secrets. And you so need to now, you to don't now become the, the town gossip Exactly, in the exactly. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have EAP in place, these are people that you can identify. You can also reach out to professionals. Dr. Delali, if you I mean, I keep saying <laughs> I need to bring you back here more. I need to have more of you because... Um, I think the world has moved to a place, and thankfully Ghana too, where we're beginning to be more open-minded, just as you, sure. you, you've confirmed about mental health and the things that affect the brain in our bodies, mm. that we don't, mm. the brain that we don't see, <laughs> you know, but it, it's such a huge part sure. of our well-being. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, today on the Effective Living series, we've been speaking about real-life experiences, overcoming work-related trauma and setbacks and of course this is week four where we've been talking about business and organizational resilience and like we've said if you have trauma in the workplace as an individual you can't overcome it it's going to affect your business the effective living series is sponsored by enterprise insurance and enterprise insurance this year is 100 years old we're very happy to be associated with them as they are to be associated with us we're celebrating our legacy and securing your future 
Hallmark Freight and Logistics Ghana Company Limited as well is a sponsor and we're grateful to them too. Dr. Delali Fiangwe has been my guest, Head of Department of Psychiatry, University of Ghana Medical School, President of the Psychiatric Association of Ghana, the Training Coordinator for the Ghana College of Physicians and Surgeons, the Faculty of Psychiatry, and he runs the Salmas Medical Center, a private practice. So you understand why he's a man who came to talk about this today. My name is Apioko. Do stay tuned for more insightful conversations here on the Effective Living Series 2024.